Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of DDP Radio Live right here at ddpradio.com. As always, my name is Mike Mullins, broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And if you listen to this show. You know that this show always starts at the base of the building. Go up on the top floor, on the tippy-top floor of the tippy-top section of the biggest building in all of Raleigh, and I blast that signal, that Canadian maple leaf into the sky where my partner in crime, Crystal Stewart, connects. She sees the sign, but today it's a very special occasion because we got two maple leaves in the sky. We are calling our Canadian brethren to come join us on this show tonight or invade We'll see how things go. But without any further ado, it is the one and only, the woman, the Canadian quote master who resides on the top of the top of the top of the mountain on top of Mount Ontario, the fictional mountain that we have created for DDP Radio. And uh, Crystal Stewart, how are you, my friend? (laughs) I'm just, you know, you always amaze me at how ridiculous these get. But I'm awesome. (laughs) The, the the worst thing you can say to me is, I don't think you can get any more ridiculous. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> oh, well, we, we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Uh, I did want to touch on on, uh, on some recent things. You know, Scott Halton, we didn't get a chance to talk about last week. Uh, we had Nancy yep. and, and Stacy on. We're full of so much information, we couldn't cram it in. We'd like to touch on that and a few other things uh, this week. But without any further ado, uh, I want to announce our guest, and, and he's DDPY old school. You know, I remember when I first came around and I first, you know, started working and doing some stuff. Uh, one of those guys, those early guys, was a, a guy named Ross Raymond, who's been here just kicking ass for a long time. A former, a uh, uh, fellow countryman, shall I say. Uh, Ross is up there in Canada, and he is a radio guy. So uh, Ross and I are going to have to compete. Uh, the one thing that radio guys don't do well is share ego space. So uh, Ross and I are going to have to out-yuck each other on this episode. But uh, without any further ado, Crystal, I know you did the booking. Yeah. I know you booked us an amazing guest. I know you have Ross. So I'm going to have you do the intro. You do such hard work uh, getting this schedule filled and bringing us awesome stories every week. So I would love if you would uh, take the mic and introduce our guest for tonight. Sure. Um, so tonight, as Mike mentioned, um, 
my fellow countryman is Ross Raymond, and he is the warrior that we're touching base with this week. Um, it is an incredible job to go back and hear how everyone's stories um, have evolved or changed. And with COVID, I mean, that's certainly um, the case because it has thrown everyone for a loop. So I'm really interested to see how, you know, Ross has been doing. And I'm really excited to have him back because he is so much fun. And as much as I put up with the radio show shenanigans from him and Mike, it's so much fun. And I'm so happy. So please welcome my friend and fellow countryman, Ross Freeman. Well, with that kind of buildup, geez, it's sure to be a disappointment now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, welcome to my world. (laughs) Right. All buildup is mostly disappointment. (laughs) Please don't ask him to be any more ridiculous. You know he will take that as a challenge and exceed with flying colors. So, Yes. Absolutely. But, yes, it has been a while. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, uh, we're glad to have you, man. It's always good to talk to you, and uh, I know you've been kicking around here for a while, um, you know, for people who are unfamiliar with your story, we have had you on DDP Radio. Go check out the archives. There's a million shows up there, and uh, Ross's story is pretty awesome. So you want to check out his full story, go to the original Ross Raymond episode. But uh, for people just tuning in, why don't you uh, catch us up? How'd you get involved? Every warrior has an uh, origin story. So uh, what made Ross Raymond kind of take the plunge and, and get into uh, the DDPY uh, fitness community, man? Yeah, well, back when I started, I mean, we were still in the YRG era, and, uh, you know, it was like so many stories from back then, the Arthur Borman video going viral on YouTube and just being such an inspirational story, I thought, okay, you know, I really haven't done anything to take care of myself for years, and ultimately uh, have been doing it on and off ever since. Um, What kind of made me different, uh, back in the day, I started the Team DDP Yoga Experience podcast. There's so many different podcasts now. There's so many different options. And I'll be honest, now that I got kids, because, I mean, back when I started, kids were just uh, just a thought, just a dream. But, uh, you know, they've uh, taken over my world and my life, and <laughs> I still do DDP Yoga when I can. And DDPY is uh, something that's always easy to go to, especially, you know, pandemic-proof, right? They shut down the gyms here so many times, and Um, You know, I was lucky enough to have some basic equipment in my uh, basement uh, uh, workout room slash recording studio and uh, managed to uh, plug away through. Although I think last time I was on, we were talking about how I had uh, just had a small house fire and that uh, studio had been out of commission for a while, but everything's been rebuilt and uh, better than ever. Now officially soundproof other than, uh, you know, children when they decide to uh, be the menace that they are. But uh, no, it's uh, it's been fun, and I keep trying to go back and do uh, some updated uh, episodes when I can. I think the last one I actually did was with we, with you, Crystal. Yeah, I think so. I can't quite remember what the date was, but yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, it's it's always fun to catch up with uh, you know friends. I don't even want to say fellow warriors because at the end of the day it really has become a family. And I mean, like that Facebook group is amazing. Cause I mean, when I started there, I think we had maybe 1500 people and it is just uh. massive. And, you know, the admin team there, uh, which I've been uh, proud to be a part of for many years, do such a good job. 
And I'll be honest, again, with me being so busy with kids, I do what I can, but there are some absolute all-stars there making sure that that place always is very positive and a great place and a great resource when you're struggling or looking for assistance or even just getting frustrated with the app. If you don't know what's going on, I guarantee they've got uh, something posted there to tell you how to fix it. You know, it's been neat to see the progress from way back then to uh, Shark Tank to the Performance Center. I mean, it's just, it's been such a journey. And I mean, Mike, you've been along pretty much all the way. I mean, I I think you were around when I arrived and, uh, you know, I've been privileged enough to get to hang out with some of these amazing people. And, you know, you touch on Scott Hall. It's crazy to think that, uh, you know, um, back in Vegas there when uh, DDP was inducted in the Cauliflower Alley Club, I got to spend a little bit of time and such an amazing mind. And my interaction with him was so brief, but I know there's so many people within the DDP yoga community, especially around uh, Dallas himself, that, he touched the lives of in so many ways that, uh, you know, it was definitely heartbreaking to hear and see. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird thing where no matter how much you step away, sometimes you always get to find your way back, whether it be a friend reaching out and just checking on how you're doing, if they haven't heard from you in a while, but the community is second to none. That's for sure. And grown so much over the years. It, yeah, it really is. It, it's it's incredible to see. And, you know, we'll go back to the Scott Hall situation. Um, you know, you and I were around when there was no Scott Hall. There was no Jake Roberts attached to anything in this company. And to see these things happen and to see it grow. And, and it's so funny. I've said this before, but, you know, you'll be talking to Dallas on the phone and he'll tell you his idea. He's like, oh, I got this idea. I want to do this. I want to do this. And in anybody else's idea, it's an idea that you wake up in the morning and go, oh, hell no, that's, that's ridiculous. That's too hard. I couldn't get that done. He, I, I always say he has night thoughts in the morning because right before I go to bed, I decide I want to run a marathon. I want to start acting professionally. I want to be a professional sports star. And then I wake up to the realities. I call that night Mike versus morning Mike. DDP has <laughs> night, night vision in the morning, and he gets these things done. And once he gets something set in his head, he gets it you know, he gets it done. And, and we saw the evolution of this and we saw Jake move in and we saw Scott move in and we saw the progress over, you know, all these years and, and to see how much was done. And I, I, I was, I talked to uh, Garrett and Dylan right after they had gotten, um, uh, they left the, the memorial service for Scott. And, you know, it, it was so incredible because you didn't expect to get those extra few years. And one thing that I thought was really special about Scott was, his honesty when it came to his sobriety. You know, there, there's an often a, a rosy picture. You know, you get sober, and then you're not allowed to struggle anymore. Nobody wants to hear about the struggle. They want to hear about the redemption. Scott was very honest about his falls and honest that he struggles even after getting sober. All, you know, he was honest that it was going to be an, an ongoing struggle for him. And I think that he inspired a lot of people who are in that boat, who aren't always perfect after the redemption story. And I think he owned his sobriety in a very real way. And the way DDP, uh, you know, was there for him and, and, and who really genuinely cared. I mean, when Scott, you know, wasn't referring to returning phone calls, who was the guy that drove to his house to check on him? That was a true friend. And, but beyond the documentary and beyond all the, the videos and stuff, there was a real heart and friendship there. And it's so sad to see Scott, uh, you know, go, uh, you know, he, he is very young, you know, for, in the grand scheme of things, he was young, taken too soon. 
But man, what a legacy that I left behind. And we had him co-host GDP Radio a few times, and that was a blast. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a bummer, but you're so honored and so excited to have him part of this world for as long as we did, especially those extra years we didn't think we were going to get. Absolutely. And I was lucky enough, of all things, and how many people can say this, to sit and just talk wrestling with the man at a bar in Vegas, Stone Cold Sober, both of us, right? And you could see his mind and what a benefit he was to those people around him trying to either make it in the business or making those people in the business better. And it's just, it's sad to see, but you know what, at the same time, you're so thankful that not only did he get the, those extra years, but he got that ability to make it right. And, you know, getting to see him go into the hall of fame, uh, you know, after his passing that, uh, that hall of fame speech, it was everywhere, man, whether it was on uh, WWE yep. programming or YouTube or like, it was so inspirational, regardless of the documentary and everything else. So just a feel-good story. I mean, you hate to see it come to an end, uh, but, I mean, you got to be happy for everything that he did manage to accomplish and be so proud of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Very much so. That, that Hall of Fame ceremony was an exclamation point. Like, he came out looking like a movie star. You saw Scott roll up in that wheelchair out of that airport when they first came down to, to Georgia and he was overweight, he was bloated, he looked like he was Elvis on the way out. And to see him kind of rehab himself, rehab his reputation, his image, his health, and to see him walk out on stage uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame like that, he looked like a movie star. He never looked better. You know, he was tanned, he was fit, he was ready to go. He, he was handsome as hell, rugged. You know, Scott Hall was just like a badass, the coolest guy in the room. And to see him have that exclamation point on his career was pretty incredible. I mean, and to I see how many people the, were excited for him, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this all boils back down to, you know, you always believe in somebody's ability to change their situation, right? And, I mean, Dallas says it all the time. And it was just really nice to see that he got to experience so much on the other side of the fence before, you know, tragedy took him away. So, you know, I'm I'm grateful I got to meet him. He was really an amazing person. Uh, absolutely. And uh, he will be missed, but, man, what a body of work he left behind. So, uh, you know, uh, cheers to the bad guy. What a hell of a run he had. So, uh, And it's really cool uh, how many people in this community were behind Scott. You think about back to the, when he needed that surgery, how many people just got behind him and, and helped him. For uh, you know, yep. there were perks and stuff involved, but you know, when, when he was, the fans remember, and, and people don't forget that stuff. And I thought that was pretty special. A lot of people here in the DDPY community were really, really uh, in touch with the Scott Hall story and the redemption arc. But uh, yeah, he will be missed. And uh, man, what a run! Um, so uh, you know, getting back to uh, to you, Ross. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not even going to go there. You're way cooler than Scott Hall. So I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not going to put him in that in that situation where Scott Hall has to compare oh, to Ross please. Raymond. But I forgot about the uh, your fire, man. That was brutal. I remember you know reading about it on Facebook and then we had you on the show talking about it. That was a bad situation. Um, you know, what kind of you know uh, what does that do to you to kind of have that uh, happen? You know, you lose the physical things. You know, you lose objects, but also 
there's got to be a lot of psychological angst and, and frustration and, and nervousness and trauma that goes along with that. I mean, how did you guys recover from that and how are you guys doing right now? Absolutely. You know, I mean, we were pretty lucky at the end of the day, it was mostly exterior damage. We were able to stay here, obviously the smoke damage. Uh, I mean, it, it, I'm the one in a million you don't want to be. I like to joke if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck. So we actually had a GFI outlet on the exterior wall of our deck outside our kitchen fail in the middle of the day. And so the fire started in the wall. Basically, the vinyl siding all went up, and the fire department got there before it got to the roof line because if it got to the roof, we're done. Um, I mean, the most damage really was from the smoke and really from when the investigators had to come in and pull down drywall to confirm what the cause was. But, I mean, it definitely deflates you. I mean, the timing wasn't great. I'd only been back to work after a couple months off with uh, the whole pandemic. And, uh, you know, I was getting back into a good routine working out at home with the gym closed. And that whole workout space, that escape for me, was basically completely unusable with the smell and everything for probably a good three, four months. But, you know, honestly, um, it could have been so much worse. We're really thankful that it turned out the way it did. I mean... Uh, wife and kids were home. I lived so close to work. I was there before the fire department and, you know, the pets were all good and everything else. But I mean, other than that, you just have to be thankful because, you know, things can be replaced, you know, um, it's, it's one of those things though, that it definitely takes the wind out of your sails and makes you kind of step back and overthink things for a long time. But, um, that <laughs> physical fitness and exercise and that outlet for me, it took a little while for me to get back to it. I mean, I'll be honest, once the gyms opened again, it was a huge benefit for me because then it also becomes the social aspect. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, being able to say that we're still here in the same house and everybody's safe, that was ultimately the biggest thing for us. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, things can throw you off track. It, again, it's about getting back up and doing what you got to to take care of yourself, take care of your family. And, I mean, I won't lie, there were, there were definitely some dark days there where, you know, you're overthinking absolutely everything from work to life to, you know, what if things had been worse. But, you know, you got to be thankful for what you do have and keep on moving. And, uh, yeah, I mean, other than the snow outside right now at this time of year, I mean, I'm thankful otherwise. And I'm still working and, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't have any hair left. That is one thing from the pandemic, and I'd love to say it was actually from trying to teach grade two math because they got a whole new math program. I tried to do the homeschool thing. didn't work, but, uh, no, I, I actually hadn't had that much time off and probably since I was in grade seven, so I've been working ever since. And uh, about five days in, I was going crazy, let the kids take the uh, razor blade to my head, and I've been going stone cold ever since. I, I was about to make a I was about to make a GI Jane joke, but I just I don't want to get hit. So <laughs> keep. Never mind. I'm going to take uh, the high road on that. Oh, oh, that's too funny. So you know, uh, so with the pandemic hitting, you know, I don't know how it affected you in your world or how much you were you know constricted to home or not. But I find during the pandemic, the people a lot of people dealt with it in either two ways. They either use that time really productively to really kind of just, you know, take the chance. Uh, it's one of the rare opportunities in their life that we're going to have 
downtime enough to do stuff or, or to change our life. Or it went the other way where just the boredom and just, you know, it, it, the couch just sucked you in. Did you find one thing or the other, or did you kind of find a balance along the way or did it shift over time? Uh, how did you feel your health and your, your fitness changed or stayed the same during the pandemic? You know, it was kind of a tread water thing for me because initially um, like I mentioned, like I've, I've been working since grade seven, right? Like just part-time um, summers and all that. But like, I honestly hadn't had that much downtime in what, 20 plus years. So um, I was one person who really struggled at first with the downtime, not knowing what to do, feeling like I should be doing more. So I did start um, doing more workouts at home and playing with the kids and doing all this stuff. Um, small blessing and a curse in a way. Uh, I was one of the few people who managed to get a PlayStation 5 um, in early 2020. And uh, my biggest accomplishment of the pandemic shutdown when I was off work from basically March until May was I actually finished my first uh, video game in probably 10 years since the kids had uh, been born. So uh, that was really my biggest accomplishment. Uh, you know, I won't deny I probably had a few more uh, um, daddy sodas than I usually did, but uh, that was because in our cul-de-sac everybody was getting so uh, cabin stir crazy that uh, we all ended up sitting at the end of our driveways and getting to know each other, which was kind of neat too because – you know, in the hustle and bustle of life, you see people in passing and wave and just they become kind of, uh, you know, almost like furniture. They're there. You, you take them for granted. But then when you get to know them, it, it certainly helps. And, you know, having that relationship all of a sudden before the fire was hugely beneficial, too, because on that day, all of a sudden everybody was there and that much more supportive because we all had that connection. Right. But no, I, I definitely did. Uh, I'd say the first two weeks I really struggled um, drove my uh, wife and uh, kids nuts because I was sitting there watching the news channel and it was never good news right so no um, but it is what it is and at about four weeks I think I finally got into a groove of going well pants are optional this is almost like working in radio again so um, <laughs> at the end of the day though you know I made the most of it I feel um, and when I went back to work, I was definitely ready to go back to work. As somebody who really struggles to take time off because I'm so focused on, you know, whether it be taking care of the bills or, you know, making sure I'm trying to hit targets and budgets and things like this, things that I just take personal pride in, they really don't mean much at the end of the day, but, you know, trying to do the best I can. I am somebody who struggles to take time off, and that was kind of forced. And this year I'm starting to take a little bit more time off and, uh, you know, trying to take a little bit more self-care and whether it be, um, you know, meal prepping or working out or, you know, literally just taking those four or five days to just do nothing other than hit the gym and do things for me and obviously make sure the children survive. I mean, there is that minor detail there, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's become something that has been a positive in some ways. I mean, there's still always the fear, um, you know, my wife has a compromised immune system, so if I get sick or somebody here does, it's it's a big deal for us. But, you know, you can only do so much. And, uh, you know, the one benefit I'll say is when I got back to work, the masks only increased my sales substantially. 
So even though the mask mandates are done here, I may continue to wear the mask just to boost my sales. That face for radio just – the joke never ends, <laughs> but it's, it, it works, I tell you. Uh, oh, uh, I, I, I said to Katie, I said, man, if I was single during the pandemic, it's like, it's like evening the playing field for ugly people. You know, you go to the bar, everyone's wearing a mask. <laughs> it's like a handicap like, for, for ugly people. It's like giving you a couple extra points in, on the scene. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, uh, ugly guy summer all over the place, right? So yeah. exactly. Just, just, I, just keep, I just keep I, the shirt on. That's the trick. I've actually ordered a bunch more masks with a better looking face on them. So like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. those, those looks, the lips look rather plump there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> They're collagen. I appreciate you noticing. <laughs> oh my goodness! They don't come cheap. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Oh man! <laughs> and Crystal, you doubted whether we could get more ridiculous, <laughs> right? I, exactly. I, I kind of knew that this episode I'd have to sit back because I'd be laughing too much, and sure enough, that's pretty much what's happening. <laughs> I haven't even taken yeah. a shot at him yet either. <laughs> <laughs> you can't shoot me. I'm already dead. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I missed you, Mike, but my, my aim is getting better. There all you right, go. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> so, you know, we, we touched upon it a little while ago, but I, I wanted you to go back into uh, your podcast that you did, uh, you know, back on the day. Cause I remember, you know, now everyone, like you said, everyone has a podcast. It's, it's the easiest thing in the world to put, you know, a podcast out into the universe. But when you guys were starting yours, you were one of the only, like, maybe a couple that were out there at the time. And you guys did a lot of episodes. You guys got a lot of cool stuff in there, and, and they're still available to this day, I assume. What made you initially want to kind of take your broadcasting career and kind of, you know, uh, melt it into the DDPY passion that you had, uh, you know, burgeoning at the time? Uh, what was the first initial decision to do so, and how did you kind of get it underway and evolve it at a time where there wasn't a whole lot of that going on? Yeah, I mean, honestly, we probably started that back, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think here, and I'll be honest, it's it's been a while. I'm going to say that started probably 2017. I'm going to just guesstimate there. Uh, might have even been before that. I know we had nearly 100 episodes at one point. Um, but ultimately, no, you know what? We probably started 20, 2013, 2014 in there. I was kind of the first, and I was lucky enough. I actually got uh, the blessing of Dallas and Steve, obviously given the pretense that, hey, you know, we're going to let you do this, but, you know, you're not making money off of it or trying to do anything like that. And obviously they have the rights to the names and everything like that. But ultimately, at that time, the, the Facebook group was kind of the first place where I started to connect with other people. And honestly, teamddpyoga.com. Originally, that's where I met everyone in those chat rooms and stuff. And getting to do online workouts back in the day before the app and things like that. So I really wanted to share those stories. So, you know, we had everyone um, from the original uh, – you know, inspiration, transformation winners um, to Dallas himself to 
we did have uh, Jake on. We had Garrett. We had you, Mike. Actually, you were one of the first. Uh, I think you were in the first year there too. Um, so many people associated with it. You know, you got uh, Matt Owen, a good buddy of mine, Josh McAdoo. Um, he's a prick, but we won't hold that against him. But, no, all these guys that became such good friends. But then also when I got to be in Vegas for the CAC there, it was amazing getting to interview some of these people, like Jared, who a very quiet guy, not one to toot his own horn. The, the video went out, but you really didn't get to know a whole lot about him. And then getting to sit down with him in a hotel room and share his story. Some of these stories were just absolutely inspirational, and I had no idea, right? But that's kind of the fun thing, kind of like this show, where you can have somebody on, you kind of know sort of the surface, but when you delve into it and you learn so much more and you're just blown away, uh, Matt and Amy Koontz, uh, I mean, heck, we had Christina Russell, we had, uh, oh, my goodness. I, I can't even begin to name them all, right? Like, so many inspiring names. And I'll be honest, when um, – I kind of stopped doing the show on a regular basis and my podcasting host uh, company uh, started to charge a crazy amount of money. I ended up uh, moving it over to Spotify and Apple iTunes and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we kind of kept the best of the best. So Steve, you, I actually got to interview him in Calgary just uh, hours before the Calgary premiere of the uh, Resurrection of Jake the Snake at the uh, Calgary International Film Festival there. Um, I mean, heck, we even had Zach Gowan. I'm sure you remember him, Mike. Uh, such a great yep. story there with DDPY. And, I mean, his wrestling career was – it was neat to realize how close in age we were. Some of these guys, you know, because you see them on TV, they just seem bigger than life. And then you get to know them, and it's like, wow, these are real people. Um it's it's such an inspiring community that if you just take the time and you listen to the stories, I mean, there's a lot of noise out there, especially when you get on social media. But when you really listen to the stories and see people really putting in the effort, it is so inspiring. You know, when I'm not feeling like getting up off the couch and doing anything just for the sake of not doing it, you go on there and suddenly you see somebody doing some sort of personal challenge and the next thing you go, you're going, well, if he can do it, why can't I? And, I mean, that goes all the way back to Arthur Borman, who was also one of our first interviews on the show, and such a cool guy. I mean, you've gotten to hang out and meet him in person. And, you know, all of these guys, their stories can mean so many different things to different people. But at the end of the day, they're all coming together because of this program. And, you know, it is amazing to say, I was talking to somebody the other day just because of uh, that uh, Team DDP Yoga group. It is now over 70,000 members. It was, uh, I think, like 1,500 when I joined. Like, just unbelievable the growth in that community and how much positivity there is still on a daily basis. I mean, you just, you just can't beat that, and you can't find that anywhere else. Wow. Yeah, that's special. I mean, it, 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 no, it's just, it's, it's an amazing thing because it seems to be one of the only places that I've ever encountered, knock on wood, um, that you can be who you are and, you know, the people that you meet start out as 
you know, somebody you know, then they start out as friends, then they're family. And, I mean, it, it's, it's the most amazing place to be a part of. And inspiring, right? I mean, the, the stories, whether it be weight loss or just, you know, finding their way to move through mental health, anxiety, mm-hmm. all these things. There's so many. It, it's not just about pounds on the scale. That's for sure. I mean, otherwise, uh, many of us would be considered a failure, right? Like, again, right. when you see somebody fall down and get back up, that's as inspiring as somebody who comes in and just crushes it, I think. And, you know, people yeah. struggling with things outside of the program, but they're relying on that community that they trust. And, you know, where it may not be directly related, but they're able to lean on each other. And, and some of my best friends that I still talk to, you know, I, I'm the type of person I'm hard to lose touch with. Once I let you close, you're going to hear it from me at least once a year. It might only be Christmas or New Year's or your birthday or, you know, if you owe me money more regularly, Michael. But, you know, beyond that, it's, it's, it's such a cool thing that, you know, in some cases – some of these people I consider friends I've never gotten to even hang out with just because of locations, right? You've got people all over the world, from Europe yep. to Canada to the U.S. to Alaska, which is almost Russia, right? But, you know, again, there's all these <laughs> different amazing people that come together and find this connection. And ultimately, that's what it's all about is that community. And for me, TeamDDPYoga.com was that original place before any of these other platforms, before the app, before the Facebook groups. And I still like to go back there. And, Crystal, I see you in that chat room almost every time I've popped in. And I'll be honest, I don't pop in nearly enough. I don't. It's one of those things that now, just the way this this sort of program and community has progressed, there's so many different outlets. There's so many different podcasts yep. that have different subtopics. And, I mean, heck, the problem is I just go to my Facebook and type in DDP Yoga. Well, do I want the DDP Yoga Geeks group? Do I want the uh, meal prep? Do I want uh, Vince's Challenge? I mean, there's so many things that pop up. But at the same time, they all show up on my feed. And there's not a day that goes by that there isn't something DDP Yoga related there in my feed. And, you know, it, it continues to always be part of my day in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, it's so I have said all along, DDPY never been about the size of your ass, but it is about getting your head out of it. Because as soon as you remove yourself from, you know, that little voice that talks in the back of your head that's trying to convince you that you can't do something, as soon as you say, okay, I'm going to give it a try, then you get taken up by the community or you know the people that you meet and then you know it's a game changer it keeps you accountable on levels that a lot of people have really not been used to at first and you know it's an amazing place it really is for for sure and 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 ross regarding the money i owe you I just want to say I expected my my Gilmore, my Gilmore Girls fan fiction anthologies to move better than they did. I'm still waiting on some distribution deals, so uh, I promise I haven't forgotten about you. Just got a lot in the warehouse right now, not moving like I had hoped. 
the good news is with the Canadian dollar the way it is now, you only really need to send about seven bucks anyway. So American. <laughs> Uh, uh, so when you first started the Team DDP uh, Yoga, the, the podcasting, when we when Dallas started this program back in 2010 with Robert, you know, they, the two of them started this thing. Like they were uh, around right. I think when we looked it up, they were like a week after the Joe Rogan experience. Like that's how long they'd been doing this show. But it was a different show. It was kind of a platform for Dallas to kind of update everyone on, on the latest happenings. There was a lot going on, a lot happening real quick. And you always focus more on the stories rather than the companies. And eventually we kind of embraced that, that, that method too, which is such a great move. Cause I always say no one's going to listen to an infomercial every week. All you have to do is let someone tell you their story. You don't have to even mention the product and it's going to inspire people and people are going to think, you know, think about it. How, how can I get in on that? I want that kind of success. And the storytelling is what you did best on your show. You told people's stories, their successes, their failures, their struggles, their victories. And that's better than any kind of uh, infomercial could ever possibly be. You tell stories, you move product, you move people. And I thought that was a really cool uh, you know, thing that you were doing back then uh, before anyone else was really doing that. And, and we try to do that every week. We bring people's stories. We tell people's stories. I always tried to segment uh, the program, you know, coming from radio. You're a radio guy. You always got to have your segments, your formats and all that. And I realized once you throw the formats out the window and you just ask a question and then let the conversation evolve from there, it's a real, a way better, uh, you know, uh, delivery method for stories. It's way more natural and less planned and segmented. And that's what you need in this kind of format. And I know you did that really well on your, you know, on your show there. I appreciate that. I think one of the big things that I took and really tried to focus on because there was something that one of my mentors uh, in radio really tried to drive home to me is that you can have an interview planned out. You can have every question written down. And the problem is most people do that and they don't listen to the answers. Yeah. If you don't listen to what people say, you're going to miss the most important thing they say, whether it be what touched them, what motivated them, or, hey, this is the catalyst. This is what it took for me to do this. You know, so many people, for me, it was about trying to keep up with my kids. My, my oldest now was on the way, and I realized that I just wasn't ready to physically keep up with a kid, and, you know, I had never really taken care of myself properly. Um, and then, you know, it, it's I'm realizing now, just thinking back, because I, I kind of cheated. I looked up on uh, – Spotify there. Some of the original episodes started in like 2013. Like even my first episode with Dallas was episode 23 in April of 2014. So, you know, with over 100 episodes, we had so many different people, very few people on more than once. There were a couple. Again, usually those people um, directly within the program, whether it be um, a Garrett or a Christina or, you know, Jake or that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, again, so many people that if you listen to their story, there's something unique about each and every person. But when you have 70,000 people or so or hundreds of thousands of people within this community now, when you have that many people, every single story out there is going to connect with somebody. And you may not directly relate to me. You may not directly relate to Mike. You may not directly relate to Crystal, 
but one of these people you are going to connect with, whether it be that couple in uh, the Midwest who just struggled to do anything other than focus on getting their kids to football and hadn't taken the time to take care of themselves, or, you know, that professional wrestler that on TV looked like they have it all together and they're struggling behind the scenes. I mean, you even get into people that just continue to inspire you and just crush it. And, you know, you think, oh, these people have got it going on. They, they never struggled. It was easy for them. And you find out they had so many struggles. We all do. I mean, if something's worth it, it's never easy. But I really appreciate the kind words, Mike. I mean, you know, I'll be honest, I, I got out of radio kind of against my will. If anyone's ever known anyone within broadcasting, um, it's not a great business. It's fun. That's why you get into it. Um, unless you get a real big Howard Stern big, I mean, even in some of the big, I know friends who work major market in Canada and still make really at the end of the day, a pitiful amount of money. But when I lost uh, my last gig in radio and realized, you know what, I've got a family and I need to make some real money. It doesn't take much to uh, be making more than you made in radio because so many of the perks were those concert tickets or those free uh, beverages when you host this and that. And so this was an outlet for me. It allowed me to still do what I love, what I had trained and what I'd wanted to do my whole life. And, you know, I still continue to do it a little bit. I do a little uh, local um, old time radio show. Although again, with the pandemic and life, things have been crazy there. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue to be able to put in the time that's involved to do that. But it's, it's a real fun outlet for somebody who, communicating is what I am trained to do. So now I do actually retail sales. I sell mattresses, but again, I don't really sell anything. I just talk to people. And so there's never really a bad day. You know, when all you're doing is talking to people, you might get the odd person who doesn't want to talk to you and it might rub you the wrong way, but nobody's dying. Right. So at the end of the day, you go home, you can leave your work at work. And when you come home, you can be with your family and that is so invaluable to me that, you know, I, I enjoy the outlet. It, it was a huge thing for me, especially um, when my kids were young, being able to have that. So I still felt like I had some kind of social life, even though I didn't sleep or leave the house. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a great community, and I continue to love being a part of it in so many different capacities, even though those capacities have obviously changed throughout the years. I mean, there's no rule saying that, you know, change is a bad thing. It's just, it's different. And until we get used to it, I mean, it can be a bit of a challenge at times. But, you know, I think one of the greatest things about this community is once you're a part of it, how many times, you know, has someone you know emailed you or called you or texted you or whatever the case may be and say, hey, are you okay? It happens. Everyone thinks, you know, that I talk to, they think that's fake. Oh, no, it's not fake. It's very much real around here. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's Hotel California. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. That doesn't sound creepy at all. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Look behind you. You listening to this right now, look behind you. I'm in your window. 
Do your DDY. Jesus. Pants are the motivation to the working man. DDPY. I don't know what it is. Right? Pants are optional radio. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know, we, we got a few more minutes here left. So before we go, I just want to say I have a deep, uh, glowing respect for anyone who is passionate about hating Josh McAdoo. And I know that you and I share <laughs> the love of of, of of shitting all over Josh McAdoo. Uh, no, I'm just I love Josh. I'll never admit it to his face, but uh, he's been around here a long time too. And man, when you think about that early crew of people, you know. It's so weird because I remember you and I remember Matt and Josh. There was a few of us just milling around and just, I mean, to see where things have gone and things have, have grown in this company, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, it's like, it's it's a rocket ship. It is. It's a rocket ride. And to see how big things have gotten, it, sometimes you wish they could feel smaller, but what an amazing journey. What an amazing ride this has been. You know, everyone who was here when you came in and when I came in, it's like you could never have predicted the kind of rocket ship that this this took off on. Absolutely. And, I mean, you know, there's so many unsung heroes, too, the, the ones who are so quiet. I know you've had uh, Steve Doyle on. I mean, he's a, another fellow Canadian, one that I've been lucky enough to get to see. But, like, that guy works some stupid hours, and yet he's basically, you know, uh, behind the scenes with the Facebook group there. When they need new people, he's the one uh, recruiting and finding the people. He knows exactly who to go to. And, you know, it's, it's, it's thankless work. And at the same time, you know, he takes such pride in that. And I, I'm not here to kiss his ass. I mean, just because I have the same haircut as him now doesn't mean anything, right? But uh, <laughs> it's, it's so many people like that that you don't even really see. They're there, and they do their part, and because of that – this thing continues to grow, and, I mean, it, it's got so much momentum now that, you know, even if those OG people weren't here, I mean, this thing would still be as strong as ever, and it's amazing to see how it continues to evolve, right, through the app. I mean, the app was just a pipe dream when I started. I mean, geez, I can't tell you how many times I got frustrated because I couldn't find the right DVD, and then you know the uh, the the lovely music and that brick wall. I mean, I mean, the performance center has certainly uh, made everybody look a lot better either way. <laughs> uh, I I know you started out with those original YRG DVDs too, and and I always joke with Yoga Doc. They're my favorite thing to watch because Dallas is there sweating and swearing, and Doc's just walking around checking out all the pretty girls and just like <laughs> correcting everyone's posture every now and then. I'm like, he's got the dream. How does that man on, not on, age? Oh man, right? I know he's like yoga dog. I mean, he's getting a little gray, but I mean, I, I think that even looks good on him. I, I I don't know how that man. He he looks the same to this yep. day, no matter what. There's certain people like that, right? I mean, uh, some of them even get better with age. I am definitely not one of those, but you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> he's, thank your he's, he's sold right. He sold his soul to Randy Rhodes at the crossroads. I heard. Oh, exactly. Challenged him to a fiddle match or something, yeah. Well, you know. So, well, how old are your kids now? I know when you first started, they were your your kind of reason for getting into this. It was a you know a whole new world you're entering. Where where are you guys at right now? 
Well, my oldest will be nine in August, and the youngest just turned six. So that tells you wow. how long it's been, right? Because yeah, the wow. I remember when my when my oldest was being born, nothing went to plan. Uh, Thirty-two hours later, uh, you know, things were all said and done. But uh, at one point, I remember my wife rolling her eyes and going, "Will you shut off the light?" Because after about eight hours, I remember doing my DDPY in that room while she just labored because I was just tired of sitting on that couch and sitting back and feeling like I was doing nothing. And even the nurses were like, what the hell is that guy done? But, you know, <laughs> they know better. As long as she's not throwing things, they just let you do your thing, right? So, right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. It's been a long one, my friend. <laughs> you came here, you know, when you first – you were starting with GDPY – you were in place of fear and uncertainty. You didn't know you were dead. Can I do this? Can I You're being a father? All this mystery. And now that you're nine years away and, and on the other side of it and all that water under the bridge, you know, what do you tell that guy who's sitting there thinking to himself, how the hell am I going to pull myself together enough to get this done? You know, what do you tell that guy now with all the experience and, uh, you know, times and discoveries and education you've learned along the way? Take it till you make it. Honestly, You know, it it may sound cliche, but, you know, I'm not saying, uh, you know, false bravado, but I mean, you know what, until I show myself that I can't do it, why can't I, right? There's so many things that I thought, oh, I'll never do that. And you know what, I may not have been able to do it that day, but with time and effort and energy and the support of other people, Like, I remember literally being upset because I got stuck at work and I couldn't make it home in time to work out with a friend on, and this is going to date me here, uh, whether it was uh, Google Hangouts or uh, Skype. We had all those different uh, things prior to Zoom and all these different things we have now. That was how we connected, right? Carrier pigeons. That's why I'm still waiting for my money, right? But, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that at the end of the day, this, this community continues to evolve. And it, it's, it's so neat that, I mean, I've evolved too. I've fallen down. Um, I don't know if you remember in 2017 I tore my calf. And yep. I was suddenly out of commission for basically eight full months. They wouldn't even let me. Uh, stand at work I had to sit and I had to do physio three days a week and I gained so much weight I gained all my weight back and then some and it wasn't necessarily my fault I mean yeah I probably could have eaten better but at the end of the day I wasn't allowed to do these things I mean being able to just stand on my toes was a serious workout so um, I'm proud of where I am now I'm not where I want to be but I'm not where I was and I'm a heck of a lot better off for it and so far, my kids, I can still keep up with them with soccer, and they still think I'm cool just because I show them how to kick a ball backwards when you're going forwards, but don't ask me to get it in the net. But, you know, <laughs> as long as they think I'm cool, my my world is good. So until they realize that I'm not, I'm going to keep on trucking and keep on doing and faking it till I make it. Awesome. Very good. I'm happy for you, man. Good for you. Thank you. I think you're cool. And, and uh, I, I just want to clear the air right now. I did send the check. I, my bad. I sent it to uh, Ray Rossman, 
who's down the street from you. I, oh. Dyslexia is a hell of a drug. So, uh, yeah, you might want to call him and see if you can get that check uh, turned over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with interest, yeah. right? We'll, we'll, we'll charge him the interest, though. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's on him. I, I wrote the check. It's, my part is done here. Fair enough. Also, Mike Fair Mullen's enough. Gilmore Girls fan fiction and anthology one available right now. At Mike Mullins' Facebook page, call me, hit me up. We have a lot of these to move. They're priced to, priced to make my money back. There we go. There you go. You might need to set up an Etsy or, uh, I, I don't know, one of these uh, other uh, platforms there. You've you got the skills, my friend. Just uh, try Google. Yeah. It'll tell you what to do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> We're about to leave, leave, lose our house. Please send money for this. We just we have no. If, we, if I could live in all the boxes for the for the fan fiction I've written, we'd be all set. But we're kind of oh, desperate. Lord. So you might uh, have to sell one of those belts, my friend. Uh, well, titles, I think, well, titles, not belts, right? Well, I think we. I think we're our first option is for Katie to move out. I think that's the first reasonable option. <laughs> but then after that, if we're still struggling, we'll lose a belt or two. By the way, it is my wife's birthday today, and she is out celebrating outside of my room. With her parents and stuff, they're having cake and pizza and stuff. So I want to wish her a happy birthday too. She she said she's officially thirty-ish. That's as much as she's going with. So happy thirty-ish birthday to my wife Katie. That happy woman birthday. is a saint, and you so uh, married up. I still don't know why she puts up with you. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stockholm syndrome mostly, but uh, we're still we're still digging through the the rubble of our marriage to find out why she stays. Um, <laughs> It's that but offshore anyways, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, kayfabe on the offshore account. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming and hanging with us, man. It was a pleasure. It was great to have you back and great to have you uh, t- chat with you again. Absolutely. I uh, love it every time and uh, can't wait to catch up with you guys soon. And uh, you know where to reach out to me. And if anybody does want to find me, uh, I'm not hard to find, whether it be on the old Twitter machine at Ross Raymond or you know, just Google me if you're in the team, ddpyoga.com or the Facebook group. Again, not hard to find. Just throw me in the search bar there. And if you've got any questions, you can always hit me up. I may not reply right away, but I will reply when I can. And, and those awesome. Team DDPY, uh, uh, those episodes are still available, right? Yeah, I know they're uh, yeah. definitely available on Spotify and Apple iTunes. I believe Google, whatever the new – Google podcasting is because I still get their emails telling me that uh, somebody downloaded it. So yeah, it's uh, it's good time. Awesome. Yeah, you did a good job with those. So I definitely urge you guys to check them out. Ross, it was a pleasure as always. And uh, we always uh, end the show. Absolutely. And we always end the show with Crystal Stewart taking us out, the Canadian quote master herself. Crystal, you better have a good quote to fire us off next week into DDPY Wonderlands. Let's get this you thing rolling. Know I have a good, you know I have a good quote. I always have a good quote. So this week's quote is from Lou Holtz, and it is, ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do, and attitude determines how well you do it. I love it. Can I get a witness? Amen. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Crystal. Thank you, Ross. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back with another brand new episode of DDP Radio, live right here at DDPRadio.com. As always, iTunes, 
Stitcher, and everywhere you find your podcast. Until next week, thank you, Ross. Thank you, Crystal. Uh, the Canadian invasion is complete. It is over. We'll be back next week with hopefully a little bit of a more uh, diverse national. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel I feel attacked. I feel attacked. Uh, I'm sounding. I'm waving my Tim Hortons flag in the air to surrender. But <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. There we go. Hope you guys are well. We'll be back. See ya. See ya. Kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh! You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.